0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The Built by Bama Online podcast presents Daybreak for Monday, March the 30th. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you, joined by BOL Team Reporter, Charlie Potter. And Charlie, as we bring you in here... This was supposed to be a should it should have been show. Really, it should be the second full week of spring practice that we're getting into at the University of Alabama. The final four should be set for the 2019 uh, 2020 college basketball season. Uh, You know, we should be about 10 days away from the opening shots at the Masters tournament in Augusta, Georgia being played instead a new reality unlike anything we could have imagined just a couple weeks ago first and foremost charlie i hope this uh monday this late march uh morning finds you in good shape you and your wife and that's the biggest concern we have for everyone out there still at this point yeah we're going to talk sports we're going to talk alabama specific sports as we always do here uh but hoping that uh you're doing good charlie
0: yeah we're doing good um you know we've only been out about once a week to get groceries. We've, we've been doing a lot of, um, you know, stuff around the house, stuff we probably wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise. And, uh, we've been riding our bikes and running and stuff whenever we can. So it gives you an opportunity to do a little bit, um, more. Um, you know, my wife obviously being a nurse, uh, you know, she comes in, in contact with, or close contact with what could be, um, you know, people doing with the coronavirus on a daily basis. So, um, you know, we're well aware of that, but you know, we're, we're doing well. And, We're trying to stay busy. I mean, I I think I did a decent job this past week of of talking to a bunch of people and getting the interviews up and and trying to speak this season into existence by, you know, previewing the the upcoming games for the 2020 season. But, you know, it is strange times. Um, You know, we're we're trying to make the best of it. And I hope you guys are doing well, too, Travis.
1: We're hanging in there, Charlie. Kind of in the same boat, just trying to take all the precautions that we can, Uh, trying to abide by... What we've got here locally now is a 24-hour curfew, I guess, where you're supposed to only get out for essentials now uh, moving forward. That went into effect on Sunday evening, so we've got that now in the Tuscaloosa area. Um, Netflix continues to be sort of a saving grace on a lighter note through all this. I did consume Charlie Ozark over the weekend. I did make it last at least. Uh, from friday saturday into sunday so i didn't binge it all in one shot but uh season three of ozark have you uh have you taken that in yet
0: i haven't i haven't even started this series yet. it's on the list um we're really bad about kind of holding off or pushing back starting series i don't know why like there will be the ones that everyone's talking about like tiger king i mean we watched that the opening weekend i think everybody did that but there are other ones that you can tell everybody um, you know thinks positively of that that will just kind of add it to the list and forget about it, and that's been one of those. So I mean, now we have time to do it. Um, you know, this past weekend we did you know work in the yard, we rode our bikes to campus and and stuff like that, but um, it's on the list. So we we have a, a growing list and it seems to be getting longer by the day. But right now it's good that we still have that reserve to to tap into when things maybe get a little boring. So. Uh, I guess we're trying to savor them as much as possible.
1: Yeah, I'm jealous officially of you guys because I'd love to be in a spot right now knowing what I know about that show to be in a position of having all three seasons still available to me. So I'm yeah. jealous of that. And, you know, it, it in the neighborhoods and stuff, I don't know about you guys, probably the same, but in our neighborhood anyway, we've seen more people outside and trying to walk and ride bikes, golf carts, all kinds of stuff. You know, on Sunday – we had one of the neatest things I've seen through this this situation yet. We had a uh, we had a young fella uh, down the street from from our house. Uh, it was supposed to be, I believe, maybe his fifth or sixth birthday today, and with the situation being what it is, just couldn't really get everybody together. So what they did was they set up a drive by birthday party for this young guy, and literally cars like a parade. Uh, a procession went down the street had signs wishing him happy birthday balloons all kinds of stuff and just rode by his house and did sort of a (laughs) drive-by birthday party i'd never seen anything like that before uh his parents requested no gifts they didn't want anything that could potentially you know transmit uh the the virus or or put anybody in harm's way um but I'll say this, man, and I know it goes for us and our business even at BamaOnline.com. I'd say it's bringing out the creativity in each of us.
0: No doubt. I mean, that's that's an awesome story. And you know, we rode our bikes from our house to campus. We lived probably about five miles away. And, and uh, along the way, we would kind of you know jet in and out of neighborhoods just as detours. And we were over there uh, in the Highlands, the Ritzy area over there before you get to campus from the other side of uh, McFarland, and a lot of people have started to put teddy bears in the windows for people that are driving around with their kids, maybe just to get out of the house and you know stretch their legs a little bit for for kids to see, and and, and it's cool, you know there there are a lot of people that are uh, going above and beyond to show acts of kindness. You, you see the people that you know, or you see the viral videos of guys licking uh, deodorant in the in the stores and just being assholes during this but there are i think far more cases of people being uh, nice and going out of their way to to help others whether it's things like that the birthday party you talked about um you know, all the people showing up and, and helping out the local businesses here in Tuscaloosa yeah. and it's it's really good to see because you know these are difficult times but it seems like there's been a lot more good than the bad from a, just a human element standpoint of this thing
1: you know it's reminiscent for a completely different reason but still uh, it's an emergency situation. It, it is in some way similar to what we went through with the tornado of April the 27th, 2011. And you're right. Uh, thankfully, ni- in 99 percent of the cases that you'll see out there, the situations you'll see, it does bring out the good. And I was out and about a little bit Saturday. Uh, and you're right. From a local business standpoint, I witnessed that firsthand. Uh, In the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa, some of the local businesses certainly benefiting from Tuscaloosans uh, doing their very best to support local businesses for as long as they can. And I think these local businesses understand, too, if we get to the point where it's essentially a shutdown of just about everything, uh, they understand that and they're more than willing to go along with whatever needs to be done. Um, But, you know, it is a juggling act, especially for the smaller businesses out there and In trying to make it work through these uh, certainly difficult times. Uh, Some things we want to talk about here on the podcast today, Charlie, from a sports perspective, we still had a little bit of news there towards the end of last week. Herb Jones, the junior forward, joins John Petty Jr. and Kyra Lewis Jr. in announcing via social media anyway, uh, that he will in fact also test the NBA draft process. Uh, Charlie, did that surprise you or sort of given the way that things lay out for basketball players who want to take that route? Was it a totally perhaps sensible move by Herb Jones?
0: It can't hurt. Um, It's always good to get feedback. And Alabama hasn't had a great track record of, of guys testing these waters and then coming back. My Braxton Key did it. Uh, and then he obviously transferred to uh, Virginia. Uh, yeah, he's the, the, the big one, or maybe the, the first where you kind of see this process go through. But I, I think the NBA does it right. that They give these guys the opportunity to go through the process without hiring an agent and then um, giving them the option to come back to school if they don't get the feedback they want. It, it, it sucks for the guys that choose to do that early in the, from an NFL standpoint, and then they're left high and dry and they can't come back to school. So uh, I think all three guys doing that smart. I think with Herb, um it's the situation where he does get feedback he gets to uh, learn and know what he needs to work on because I, I just foresee him coming back um you know, he's a guy that clearly dealt with um injury after injury last season with the wrist being the, the most prominent and um you know he still needs to improve his offensive game he's one of the best defenders in the country even with one hand uh but he needs to refine himself as an offensive player and you know, that's something Nate Oates said uh when he spoke early last week on a teleconference is that coming into the year, you know, there were really three guys that they thought could do this. And all three now have done it with, with Herb jo- joining um, Kyra Lewis and John Petty. But, you know, he, he mentioned how that he thought that Herb's injury kind of slowed down his development and how, you know, he could come back and have an unbelievable year and play himself into a better position. So getting that feedback from this draft process will help him in his senior year to improve that draft stock. Cause he is a guy that has the frame that the NBA is kind of looking for these days. And if he can, you know, improve offensively, then he's a guy that could, you know, find himself in the first round potentially. So uh, it doesn't surprise me, but um, it also will not shock me in the least bit to see Herb Jones come back to Tuscaloosa for one more year
1: how do you look at this in terms of the uncertainty of how the draft process is going to lay out, you know, until we have a better understanding of kind of how the NBA season itself is going to play out. It's impossible, isn't it? To sort of project when we might have an NBA draft, how that could go into perhaps the start of the next uh, school year, academic calendar year. Um, Is there, is there some ways in which, the uncertainty involving all of that could both help and hurt Alabama in the case of these three guys that are going to test the draft waters? Or do you think a couple of these guys like Petty and Lewis are, are pretty much already decided regardless? And uh, maybe it's Herb that's got a little more thinking to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, the big takeaway from when um, NATO's initially announced this before guys like um you know, Kyra and Petty confirmed it the next day on social media was how you can't really wait uh, on these guys at this point. You have to start recruiting the replacements. And if they choose to come back, it's a pleasant surprise. And you just kind of address it from a roster standpoint. But the deadline right now is set for June 15th. I believe it's about you know three or four o'clock in the afternoon on that day. Guys have until that point to withdraw their name from the, uh, the NBA draft. And uh, right now, we don't even know when the season's going to resume, and a lot of people have kind of pointed to the summertime, either June or July, for that to happen. And if that's the case, then the draft clearly gets pushed back as well. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. But it, it sounds like Oates and Company are taking a proactive approach and actively recruiting replacements. That being said, with what he said um, last week about Herb. It, it sounds like they expect him to come back. It's, it's smart for him to go to take advantage of this opportunity and then you know get feedback and learn what it is he needs to improve on uh, as a senior. And that way he could be in a better position for the 2021 draft. But you never know. I mean, like I said, Alabama doesn't have a great track record when it comes to this. I believe Tevin Mack did, uh, did the same thing as well, and now he played this, last past, or this past season at Clemson, so um, you want that guy to have that opportunity, but with this, you can't really sit around and wait, uh, because the recruiting process never stops, and so I think with the the initial two, you re- recruit their replacements, if they come back, great, I think Kyra Lewis is a guy that's being projected as a first-round talent, and he's not likely to come back, but if John Petty comes back, you take that, and I think you expect Herb to come back, so maybe you hold off from recruiting his replacement at the time.
1: Yeah, and you know you picked up Josh Primo on Friday of last week. That was a huge pickup. A five-star combo guard out of Toronto, Ontario, to go along with Keon Ambrose in the early period. So you know you have a couple of guys set for this 2020 class, but as we've outlined here, with the uncertainty of Lewis and Petty, which essentially, as you said, uh, Nate Oates in his comments pretty much made it clear, you got to go ahead and recruit replacements for those spots. But now, uh, with her potentially out there, uh, and just the uncertainty of, of basketball in general right now, it, it, at every level, uh, it's a it's a it's a confusing time. It's very much an up in the air time uh, for the sport of basketball. In general, it is daybreak on a Monday, part of the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Schreier and Charlie Potter with you. Hey, uh, Charlie, expected on Monday to hear perhaps from the NCAA on a ruling for extended eligibility for spring sports uh, student athletes. Uh, That would be more along the lines, I guess, of golf, tennis, uh, baseball, softball. I guess track and field involved in that as well. I mean, this has got to be a layup for the NCAA, doesn't it? I mean, this has got to be essentially a rubber stamp move. Spring student athletes, not just seniors, are going to get their year back, right? I mean, they should.
0: You would think so, but I mean, the NCAA (laughs) has been a lot of head-scratching moves. I mean, just look at what they did initially with uh, Trevor Lawrence and his girlfriend—they started a GoFundMe to help people dealing with the COVID-19 virus. And the NCAA shut it down before, you know, going back on that and, and restarting it back up. So you would think, but you never know. And uh, it'll be interesting to see though how it affects Alabama because you know, I, I talked with Brad Bohannon last week, the head baseball coach at Alabama. And um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty because it, it's at a in a sport like baseball with the scholarship limitations and then. You obviously have to look at the um, Major League Baseball draft. There's there's a lot of unknowns right now. And uh, he said that they've had some you know high level conversations with kids. And I think there's some that want to come back, but with the scholarship limitations, it's also tough to ask maybe a senior that um, ex- is expecting to end his baseball career or maybe move on to the next step for him to come back for another year and and spend twenty thousand dollars on a student loan just to play baseball. So I think there's a lot of moving parts, but First and foremost, just for them to have the opportunity, yeah, that that should be a slam dunk for the NCAA to get that done.
1: In terms of the highly visible sports in the spring, I think it could be huge for softball because for Patrick Murphy's team, you could be talking about a total reset of his 2020 roster because you've got very important players like Alyssa Brown Sr., You've got Taylor Clark, a senior graduate student, Alexis Mack, a a, a grad student that transferred in from uh, Oregon, as we know, Bailey Hemphill, senior, Sarah Cornell, senior, Claire Jenkins, senior. She was redshirting this year anyway with an injury. Crystal Goodman, senior. I mean, you think about being able to bring back this team that was already veteran-laden, you know, that, that's that's huge. And with softball, not the pro opportunities like there is, as we know, with baseball. So uh, more likely, much more likely for softball players to absolutely take advantage of that of that extra year. And it, it's not just the, the seniors that you're talking about here. You're talking about the difference between two more years with Montana Fouts. In the circle for you, and three with this potential extension or this carryover of this year of eligibility uh, in, into 2020-2021. So that's going to be newsy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the, the the word coming from that uh, from that meetup, that meeting involving the uh, extended eligibility for of a year for spring sport athletes. Hey Charlie, as we get out of here on a Monday edition of Daybreak. Time to make a case. We've been doing this pretty regular here on the podcast of late. Today, where the Alabama football team is concerned, assuming we're going to get back to football at some point down the road in 2020, uh, we're going to make the case this morning for Josh Joe, the junior cornerback, and how he sort of fits into things at the corner position with Trayvon Diggs, Uh, as a senior exhausting his eligibility onto the NFL also because you have to consider the star position in all of this. So with even Patrick Sertan, the second coming back, Charlie, it's not just one spot we're talking about here. It's potentially a couple of spots.
0: It is. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of veteran um, leadership and experience leaving that secondary at both corner and safety. And and those guys uh, can play in the slot as well. So yeah, man, Sertan, um, he gives them a lot of position flexibility because he's a guy that's worked at Star before. So they can move him inside if they wanted to in nickel and dime situations. You can play him on the boundary and uh, base or, or keep him there and find a new star. But there's a lot of openings. And it, when you, you think about just, they have to fill at least one vacancy at corner. Josh Jobs, the first person to come to mind because you know, we're sitting here um, last summer and at the SEC Media Days. I believe Nick Saban was asked specifically about uh, Job and he said that they view him as a potential starter and a guy that, you know, when he's playing the right way, they have confidence in him to be in that starting lineup. And, um, you know, that was before this last season even started. He kind of started the year um, with the first team defense. And then, you know, whether it was the hand injury or just inconsistent play and emotional play, that kind of derailed that a little bit. If, if he's a guy that can keep it, Together from an emotional standpoint, he's a talented player. You know the, his teammates look at him as an, as an aggressive player, probably the hardest hitter in the secondary. And they said that last year with a guy like Xavier McKinney on the roster. So um, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that a, a little bit more in depth in a minute. But if if Josh Job can um, you know, play consistently and keep his emotions in check, yeah, he's a guy that you just pencil in as a starter because he's shown that he has the potential for that. Uh, it just as early as last year.
1: Yeah, it, it's a maturity thing, isn't it, with uh, Josh Job as much as anything. Because when you look at the measurables and you look at the skill set, he checks all those boxes. And perhaps getting that start in place of Trayvon Diggs against Michigan uh, in the Citrus Bowl, Charlie, will will give him the push that he needs. Uh, and Josh Gaddis, as we remember in that game, didn't waste any time going right at Josh Job. Uh, and I thought he responded to it pretty well. You know, ideally, as we saw early last season, the situation for the entirety of 2019 would have had Trayvon Diggs and Patrick Sertan as the top two corners. But then when they went to nickel, Sertan would have slid inside to star. Job was going to be the corner to come on in the five defensive backs. And that's what it was for the first couple of games. Uh, Had some issues with Joe. He really had a penalty laden stretch there, kind of getting started to the 2019 season. That didn't help him either. And ultimately, uh, you know, Alabama went with, with, uh, you know, old dependable, old faithful uh, at that star position in Shaheem Carter. But yeah, with multiple roles that fit the cornerback position open, And this has got to be the year for Josh Joe. But you look at some of these other guys and they fit those same boxes, too, in terms of uh, physical attributes and talents and things like that. Marcus Banks uh, in there in his second year now. Ronald Williams comes in from the junior college ranks. You got Jaquez Robinson as a was an early enrollee as a true freshman. Uh, Gosh, uh, Jalen Armour Davis is in that mix. Uh, brain and turnage so it's not that there's a shortage of numbers right at the corner position
0: no it's just a shortage of experience and and job has the most and um you know i I talked to Xavier mckinney and and that um part of that interview will be up on the site later this morning Uh, but you know job is the first guy to come out of his mouth when he was asked about you know who's who can step up with so many um guys leaving the secondary and he just he has the potential. It, you mentioned it, the 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 penalties, um, and he lets that affect him. I, I don't remember what game it was, but we're sitting up in the press box, and I'm looking through my binoculars because he comes, um, you know, walking over to the sideline, and, and Nick Saban tries to say something to him, and he doesn't really listen to it. Um, a couple of teammates try to say something, he just keeps his head down. I think Scott Cochran uh, tried to talk to him a bunch of other guys he, he made his way over to uh the kicking net and that's over toward the um the student section side of the stadium and this happened like on the 25 or 30 yard line on the opposite side of the field so he walked through the entire bench and just wouldn't listen to anybody and it took, I believe it was Javier Arenas, you know, got on a knee and was talking to him and kind of talked him out of his funk. But that's just kind of the the dilemma he dealt with last year is that he let his emotions get the best of him. When something went um, you know wrong on the field, whether it was a penalty or maybe he messed up on special teams or something, he let it affect him. And then he wasn't the same after that because he is a talented player. Um, I believe it was Patrick Sertan last year uh, before the Citrus Bowl said that he brings a lot of fire to the defense when he's on the field. But he has to continually play with that fire lit. And uh, if he can do that, he can be a star on this defense. But they do, you're right, they do have other um, options, they do have other spots available. Um, you know, in that interview with Xavier McKinney, one of the first players he mentioned was Marcus Banks. Um, you know, he played a little bit as a freshman last year, and I think he can make that next step. Uh, you wonder about a guy like Jalen Armour Davis because he came in with that same class. With Sertan and Joe, but he uh, he suffered that injury as a freshman. And he had to sit out, and and last year, you know, he's obviously behind the eight ball of everybody else. And, and Ronald Williams is a guy too that if they choose to play Sertan at star, you you, if you look at it, it makes a lot of sense to play the junior college guy on the boundary opposite of maybe a Josh Job and put Sertan uh, at star in that nickel role. So they have options, but a lot of that is just inexperienced, and uh, you know they would love to get a guy like Josh Job to really start clicking and um, to flip that switch and be able to be not only a consistent performer, but a leader back there in that secondary.
1: Yeah, it's tough, man. If, if, if the emotional part of it, the maturity part of it gets in your way at that position, Charlie, from being able to yeah. sort of put the nut, and, and you've heard Nick Saban talk about it before, you know, being able to put you know, both the, the bad place and the good place behind you and especially at a spotlight corner and especially in a defense like Alabama's where the expectation for you coming in is that you're going to be able to play a lot of man coverage because that's what they're going to ask of you. And yeah, just from a connect the dot sort of viewpoint of this thing, uh, I think you kind of outlined it there. The, the, the most sensible prediction for football at some point in 2020 at, at these spots in the Alabama defense, Sertan, uh job ronald williams i mean those are the three guys if you're just going to connect dots but you know maybe marcus banks has got a little anthony Everett in him you know maybe as you said jalen armor davis now a good bit removed from that knee injury a year and a half now removed from that knee injury that he sustained uh in 2018 maybe he's ready and, and we've also seen Jalen Armor Davis work at Star a good bit too, so pretty interchangeable with some of these guys what they ask them to do. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, look. I wish we were going out there today, right, to to see some more of it. Unfortunately, unfortunately we're not, Charlie. And uh, with that though, we got some great coverage still coming up at BamaOnline.com. Tell us a little bit more. You got some stuff with Xavier McKinney coming up on the website.
0: Yeah, I mean, X has always been good to me from a media standpoint, and I talked to him, and I'll have his perspective on what the coronavirus has done to affect his preparation for the draft. And also, it's something a lot of people don't think about, but now you have the captain ceremony at uh, Denny Chimes. This is canceled yeah. for the time being, so that'll be something they do later on. But you know, his thoughts on that, that was something he was looking forward to, and his thoughts on next year's secondary. I, I talked to him. I'll have something up on – on will anderson i talked to his mom because unfortunately his grandparents both of them are in the hospital uh, yeah. with COVID 19 but Terrible. also just get her thoughts on how he's handling this as an early enrollee that was right there on the doorstep of his first college practice and i have a lot more i've got other interviews planned i know kirk is trying to do some some q a's with former players and, and right now i'm trying to do as much looking to the future and talking to, to uh, players getting ready for the draft or just you know how guys are, are handling this situation than than looking back. So um, you know, like I said, these um, these weekly or or you know, every other day look at opponents. I'm trying to speak football season into existence because <laughs> you know, this is something that a lot of us don't want to live without. I mean, yes, no. it's my job. I get a paycheck for it, but I also love the sport. So um, you know, we'll, we'll try to do that as much as we can, and um, you know, just hope for the best.
1: It's good for our country's morale. when We
0: have
1: football. <laughs> Maybe that's, how, maybe that's how Roger Goodell is justifying keeping the draft right where he's keeping it for the time being.
0: I wanted to ask you this. Did you see that story from the, uh, I don't, I don't remember what it is. I don't want to throw somebody under the bus incorrectly, but did you see the story <laughs> where somebody had, had spoken to to somebody and the idea was to push football season up and play it in the summer. Did you see I that? I
1: saw something about that. I mean, you know, we we tried to basically kill off a fan base here at Alabama with the, all the 2:30 and afternoon kickoffs last year <laughs> in in September. Okay, you want to do that in July? Maybe. I mean, you're going to work it out where you play basically every night of the week, so you can play. Yeah, I, I think you would have to play, Charlie. You'd have to stage games every night in July because that's the only way people could survive those those games. Unless you just say, "Look, we're not going to play with fans at all." You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, you talk about a health hazard for everybody involved if you do that. I it, don't it, think you're you're getting through one health hazard and uh, protecting yourself from another all that well if that's the the move you make.
0: No, I mean if you wanted people to die then then play games in Tuscaloosa in July. But also you mm-hmm. got to think about it. I mean they're not going to be done with the stadium, so uh, they obviously didn't talk to yeah. Nick Sapin or Greg Byrne. But um, <laughs> and I hate to bash somebody's reporting, I really do. But when I saw that, I was just like, this ain't it, Chief. This ain't it. No, itchy. no, no, that's not it. Maybe in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, you know, or the Pac-12 yeah, there, yeah. Uh, maybe in some of the, maybe in some of the G5 leagues, you know, you could get that done. But nah, down here in the South, even the ACC, wow, the uh, Conference USA,
0: yeah. oof. And it's such the a developmental AAC. sport. It's yeah. such a developmental sport. You can't do this without practice. So no, you're you gotta just practice. Play game. I don't. I don't understand. It. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest.
1: It's a pie-in-the-sky type report there. Well, Charlie, we appreciate your great stuff with us there at BamaOnline.com. Always enjoy you here on daybreak as well. Talk to you again soon.
0: No problem, man. Always good to catch up.
1: For Charlie Potter, Travis Ryer, hoping the rest of your Monday goes exceedingly well. Keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. We got updates coming for you, both from a football and basketball perspective. You're going to have some news to keep your ears and eyes open as it relates to the potential year addition of eligibility for spring sports student-athletes as well. All that and more at BamaOnline.com. So long, everybody.